clear tonight, low 71, and mostly sunny tomorrow. Monday's high, 92. Clear again tomorrow night, low 71 again, and mostly sunny Tuesday. That day's high, 94. Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high of 95. When it's this warm, please don't leave little kids or pets in the car for any period of time. For AccuWeather on Rejoice 101.3, I'm Sally Sherman. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice. WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Hi, this is Tammy Mobley. I am a survivor of domestic violence. My personal mission is to educate and inform people about the red flags in an unhealthy relationship and the effects of domestic violence. This show, we will also talk about life challenges, incarceration, health scares, factors of racism, and much more. Let's start surviving today. Welcome to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. I am your host, Tammy Mobley, domestic violence survivor and advocate, certified empowerment and relationships coach. Well, you know, ladies and gentlemen, usually the last Sunday of the month is Women in Business Sunday. But when it's your own show, you can do whatever you want to do, right? So today we are going to be in studio with Reverend Dr. Lissette Cross, and we are honoring Pride Month. So don't go anywhere. Right after this commercial break, we are going to meet the amazing Dr. Cross. Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. Today, my in-studio guest is Dr. Reverend Lissette Cross. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tammy. Thank you for being here. I'm going to read a little bit of your bio. I know you were saying you don't like Just it. Just a little. It's amazing, so I wanted to read it, okay? <laughs> so, Dr. Lissette Cross, many know her as Reverend L, blends her commitment to the church, academy, and community by showing up as a faith leader, activist, speaker, and facilitator. She's presented nationally on diverse topics, including racial equity, intersectional intersectional sexuality, spirituality, religion, gender, LGBTQ inclusion, justice, and leadership. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And as Zach said before, we usually do the last Sunday for women in business, but you're still a woman in business also, right? <laughs> but I wanted to specifically because June is Pride Month. So June is also Men's Health Month. And for the first three Sundays, my husband was sitting here. He took over my show and he was speaking with men. But I said, you know what? Let me take my seat back and let me grab one of my homegirls because we've yes. known each other for a long a time. Long time. Yes. <laughs> so welcome to the show. Welcome, Thank welcome. you. It is a joy to be here and to have worked with you and the amazing work you do with girls and then to watch how you have just been blossoming when you have taken out, um, I think just taking your step of faith and doing, you know, as Dr. Cannon would say, doing the work that your soul must have and the way that 
ancestors, divine God, all of it has been blessing you, and it's just good Thank to watch you. from afar. So it, it nice is. To be I, here. I want to tell people that when we worked together, we both were working in youth work, and I would say like when we had the end of the school year sessions with you all, like with you, yeah. And at the time, she was in Doctor Cross. So if I say Lisette, I'm sorry. No, you can call me Lisette. <laughs> that we would have amazing spreads. Like it was hard for me to go ahead and keep with other schools because I'm like, well, this is what's happening with Lisette. But okay. <laughs> I believe in working hard and partying and celebrating hard, right? All right, so let's talk about why you're here. So you know the show is um, recognized, empowering, supporting survivors, and I know you are a survivor. And the other thing that what we didn't know when we worked together, that we both were survivors, and our work at advocacy and domestic violence and things like that. So based on your past trauma, if you want to just go a little bit into it, because I really want to talk about what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean, I'm a survivor of child sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. I'm a survivor of date rape. I'm a survivor of just living in the world as a black woman, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and so for me, the work has always been centered in my lived experience. Um, I can now look back and say that I have worked to create the spaces that I wish I had. So to work with young black girls, to work in youth development, to give them space, to talk freely about what is going on with them, specifically to be that adult. Like I always prided myself in being that adult that they knew that they could come to to talk about sex. Because I love talking about sex. I have always have loved talking about sex. And I believe in God, and I love Jesus too, and I always wanted to be that space. And so that has, um, that has guided me. And when I came to my woman loving self at 30, I had a whole nother crisis of acknowledging that, like, I do believe in God, and I and I am a Christian, right, as we classically understand it. And the church has not always been good at teaching us about our human, healthy sexuality, but particularly about inclusion of LGBTQ folks in the church. So all of that has, like, combined to just ultimately um, push me to be like, okay, God, what is, what is the work in the world that you have me to do? So that that's is what I've always done. Amazing. That's amazing. I know when we worked together, because when I was um, at the organization, I was, I would go into school and sometimes they would not allow me to talk about being sexually responsible as a teenager. And you were like, no, come on. And you share and you talk about it. And the girls were just so open. And how does that work? How do you do that right now? Are you still working with youth or what are you doing right now? <laughs> we just spoke about that. I love young people in my heart. I can do a day, maybe an overnight, but um, the work I do right now is primarily focused on adults, um, particularly uh, adult black women, you know, 18 and above. And so my business is called Will You Be Whole? And I uh, talk about sex and faith with black women and LGBTQ folks. So a lot of my work now is about holding the same space that I want young women, right, young people, um, collectively to be able to have right and so i'm also a pastor of restoration fellowship rva we meet at one o'clock so, <laughs> so go ahead and shout your church here, out go ahead and say yeah restoration fellowship <laughs> rva um and what's uh, that location can, we well we're in richmond um virginia we worship at diversity richmond which is 1407 sherwood avenue we still haven't decided to go back um in person so people can check us out on facebook restoration fellowship rva and then we're on Instagram, restoration underscore RVA. And so our worship or what we call our gathering space is on Sundays at 1 p.m. And then I do a Thursday morning 
uh, Think On It Thursday, where we, as Mm -hmm. thinking people of faith, talk about and ask questions of and give ourselves permission to explore what it means to be, you know, God-loving people in the world that are committed to justice and that are committed to changing the world that we want to see. Or as the churchy folks like to say, bringing forth the beloved community, (laughs) right? And what that means and and, and how do we actually be thinking people um, and not just accept handed down traditions that have not always served us well. And you said it's Think On It Thursday? Think On It Thursday okay. at nine-ish. Like, nine-ish. <laughs> meaning, I don't... Around around nine o'clock. I, my, my boundary is nine-ten, so I do try to get on by nine-ten. <laughs> so between nine-oh-five and nine-ten, uh, I like the honesty, people. right? I like to say, okay, nine-ish, nine-nine. So if you get on at nine o'clock and we're not there, you don't hold me don't, accountable no, to it, right? No. I'm going to switch to my board real quick. Good morning from Kenya. Good morning, Araminta. Good morning, Rhonda, good morning, Clarence. So I do have, I found out in a study that many LGBTQ people continue to face discrimination in their personal lives, in their workplace, and in the public sphere, and their access to critical health care. This experience of discrimination leads to many adverse consequences for their financial, mental, and physical well-being. Many LGBTQ people report altering their lives to avoid this discrimination and trauma associated with unequal treatment. And that was from the Center for American Progress. Mm-hmm. What discrimination have you faced as a black woman at, in the church, as a pastor that's talking about sexuality? So I don't know if we had time, but I'm sure oh that you probably faced a lot of discrimination. And also, I forgot to ask you, what is your pronoun? Like, oh, Great. I'm glad you asked me that because I've, I've intended to um, say it. My, yeah, my pronouns are she, her. Um, I, You know, that's such a good question. I have to... I want to do a quick teaching for a moment Mm -hmm. about privilege. Like, we know we talk about the word privilege Mm -hmm. mostly from a a racial equity type of perspective. But within the LGBTQ community, there are also those of us who have passing privilege, which means that if you look at me, you cannot tell where I am under the rainbow unless I tell you, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so part of the discrimination I've experienced hasn't just been because I showed up, right? Because if I show up in the space, I am, you know, I, I identify as a fat femme, so I'm real girly. Mm-hmm. You see my makeup. I don't know if they see the makeup, but they understand, right, that um, when I show up in the space, I look like a woman. I look like a girl. Um, and so part of the discrimination for me has just been how forward I am, how unapologetic I am, which does, in, in church spaces, which does mean that people might be nice on the surface, but as a preacher, I don't get invited <laughs> to to preach. If I am invited, it's for specific things and typically not for— What would for, be a specific thing? Um, right. Like I've been invited to specifically talk to a group of people about sex and faith, um, but that is also like and only talk about these things, right? Or I've been invited to a panel where I was the LGBTQ voice in a black— like in a traditional black Baptist church setting, right— um, because on some levels, because of my passing, I am also safer, right? Mm-hmm. To get someone that is more masculine identified, right? Um, or even if it's a um, assigned male at birth person that's more what we would call flamboyant or what, you know, what can be called that. Um, the, the types of uh, ways in which humans look at other humans and be like, oh, you are this thing. 
um, it does allow me to kind of sit at those kinds of tables. But as it relates to like Sunday morning, you know, preaching, it's not like that's not a thing. They're not calling you. <laughs> they're, like, they're not they're calling not me, me, right? But also, I'm, you know, there are probably other ways in which I'm discriminated that honestly, Tammy, I have not paid attention. Because I was going to ask you, how do you face it? Because even even if you weren't in the LGBTQ you know, community, there's a lot of churches that don't even respect a woman as a pastor, exactly. right? Like a lot of religion. So you're just doing a black woman right. <laughs> in the LGBTQ community, a pastor. So that's why I'm saying you have so much. And how do you deal with it? Plus past trauma. Oh, my goodness. Girl, first of all, Jesus and therapy. Right. Um, I have my therapist, you know, appointment on a consistent basis. I love that. I really and love that. Um, I advocate for that. But I also believe in journaling. I believe in the power of, of mindfulness practices that align with my faith belief. Right. So everybody, particularly when we talk to when I talk with and, and engage with Christian audiences, I was I was taught as a Christian that all that mindfulness stuff, all that Eastern meditation stuff, that was not of God. That was not, you know, how we, it's not in the Bible, so therefore it's not, it's not valid. And that's not true. While all of us might not sit and meditate for 20 minutes, um, walking meditation is good. Silence is good, right? Mm -hmm. Deep breathing is good. A journaling practice is good. And honestly, having uh, communities of support, like your girls, your boys, your people, right? right? That Mm -hmm. you know that you can take off all of the layers and be your full vulnerable self with. I think all work together, as the the Bible would say, all work together for good, (laughs) right? I like hearing that because, you know, um, I've had guests on here East every Sunday. And some of them say, well, all I did was pray. Like, I didn't need a counselor. So, and I was so happy that you said that you pray, you're a pastor, but you also have a therapist. Oh, uh, yeah. And well, how important is that? Oh, my gosh. I it, it, Extremely, imp- like, what? Like, <laughs> you, like, you can't be, you know, they taught us in seminary mm-hmm. um, that we have to be responsible for not bleeding on the people, which is really just um, um, a metaphor for saying, do not think that your service to others, do not think that what you are called to do and you feel their purpose to do in the world is ever going to take up for your own healing work. Mm-hmm. Because we never know, and if we are not careful, we can actually um, um, negatively use the good feelings that come when we help young people, when right. we help survivors, when we help homeless folks become stable, when we help people get their GED, like whatever people's work is in the world. Yes, it feels good to serve. It feels good to help others. But it cannot be um, the salve. It cannot be um, the substitute for you doing your own healing work. I love that. I love that. So um, it is Pride Month. So what actually is Pride Month? For those of us that does not know, that do not know, like, why is it celebrated? Yeah. What's the significance behind it? How yeah. did it start? Oh, man, this is such a great question. <laughs> I feel like today um, they call it uh, they call it corporate. They call it corporate rainbow. Right. I feel like like if you've ever if you've gone in Target this month, if you've watched any commercials, yeah. honey, like <laughs> if you don't know what pride is, you at least are seeing same gender couples. Right. You are seeing non-binary people. 
And so the history of Pride is that it started as a riot. It started as resistance um, by Marsha P. Johnson, a black trans woman, and Sylvia Rivera, a Latinx um, trans individual as well. And um, Stonewall was a uh, an inn. It was a bar. It's um, still physically located in New York. And essentially, they were like, enough is enough. They were tired of being discriminated against. They were tired of being excluded. And they started with resistance of like, we not, you're not going to keep doing this to us. And ever since that moment, it has transformed and evolved into what we say is the Pride Month, which is really a month of celebration of who people are, of how they love, of how they identify, and how they show up in the world. It is an ongoing practice to bring our allies, our accomplices, our family members, our church folks, our colleagues into a space where those statistics and the dynamics you mentioned about discrimination can be a thing of the past. So pride happens in the month of June every month, but for those of us in the community and those of us living our lives, it's every day. Right? I mean, you know, you you live your life every day and you you do seek to be proud of that. You do seek to say I am, you know, for me, I boldly say like I'm a black bisexual Baptist ordained, you know, pastor in the seat of the Confederacy. Okay. Like let's not <laughs> yeah. right, let's not take away from that. And also, pride means and I'm more than this. Just because of who I am, just because of who I love, just because of my gender identity and how I show up in the world, um, clearly has not stopped the creator from giving me opportunity to do what I was created right. to do in the world. Yes, what's that? Yes. And I mean, that's just how I feel like when I'm a survivor, I'm a survivor, right? Mm -hmm. And people come on October 1st and say, can you come and speak on domestic violence? I'm a survivor 365 days a year. You could ask me to speak anytime, but when you you just label us for one month, that's when everybody wants you to come in. Like, I just asked you to come yes. in for this month, right? Yes. <laughs> so everybody wants you to come in that, that time. So thank you so much for sharing that. I want to know, what does the acronym stand for? The okay, LGBTQIA. What does that stand for? <laughs> That is such a great uh, question because I have to applaud the folks that follow you, the folks that are listening and will listen because people want to know. And and I'll be honest, as a leader in this community, as the co-founder of Virginia's first ever Black Pride LGBTQ Festival weekend that is happening July 16th to the 18th, okay. we will be at Trinity Family Life Center oh, on July right. okay. 17th for our I'm Day of Trinity. Purpose. Okay. Um, and I say that because people might come to Trinity mm -hmm. and be like, let me see what they about. So come and check us out. Yes. Um, and so the acronym is uh, lesbian. That's mm -hmm. the L. G is the gay. Mm -hmm. B is bisexual. T is transgender. I is intersex. And A is, oh, I don't know. People say it's it's asexual. People can, some people say A means a, um, ally. Okay. It just depends on who you talk to about it because it's an umbrella, right? It's a spectrum. Um, and I forgot the Q. The Q is either queer or questioning. Now, let me just get a little footnote mm -hmm. to the word queer because I know there's some of us that are of a certain generation that mm -hmm. are listening or will listen <laughs> right. and be like, 
that was a on bad replay, turn, yeah, right? <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that, right? Mm-hmm. And so just like every generation that reclaims something, um, um, LGBTQ folks, queer folks I have reclaimed the word. And so some people identify as queer. I like to teach people that queer is also an umbrella term. Sometimes when I'm training, I I like to be very clear that it is hard to be training people and have to say LGBTQ or LGBTQIA every single time you're talking about the community. So I sometimes will use it as an umbrella term for the queer community that is, you know, inclusive of everybody. Um, language is so um, personal and and also universal. So you might meet another gay person or trans person that has a different perspective on queer, right? It's okay. I just, as a as somebody that trains folks on LGBTQ inclusion, I like to help them understand that that is a term that has been reclaimed. It's also a term that can be used as an umbrella term of, you know, the whole alphabet, okay. as, as people <laughs> like to say, but also... Don't be, uh, don't don't either feel bad or don't be surprised if you meet somebody that says, I don't like that term and I don't use that term. Okay. Because the other thing that, um, you know, I hope your listeners will take away from this is that each of us are individuals. Even though we might be part of the LGBTQ community, each of us want to be called. We identify a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we have to allow people to name themselves and while it might push against what we learned in church, it might be it might push against what people have taught us or what uh, how we've lived our lives or whatever. We have to honor what somebody says, right? right. Um, and if you meet somebody and they say my pronouns are they them, or they say you know that you meet them on day one and their name was Sarah, and you meet them on day twenty and it's the same individual, but now their name is Stan, like. You have to respect, that, they, right. you know, what their name is. And um, and that is, I believe, part of how we bring everybody along because it is a learning curve, right? It is an ongoing mm-hmm. unfolding and, you know, to steal Michelle Obama's term, right, becoming, like we're all becoming, becoming right, <laughs> <laughs> in some way, shape, or form. And part of that is inclusion. Okay, I'm going to just go back again. Good morning, Celestine. And I'm glad you said that because when I first started working um, with youth in, in Richmond, I remember, because, you know, I've been doing this a long time. Mm-hmm. And we would have the form, and it would say, check either male or female. Mm-hmm. And I had a student said, Miss Tammy, you know, I'm non-binary. And that was the first time I've heard it, and that was in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've also, when I worked with um, another organization, and, you know, at the end, they would say, you know, I would have, like, how was the program? They said, well, you only talked about male-female re- mm-hmm. relationships. And that's when I had to educate myself because mm-hmm. I'm working with youth, and I have to respect how they feel mm-hmm. and how they, they identify themselves. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for sharing that. How has your advocacy become a part of your healing? I mean, I feel like, again, I... My call is to create the spaces I wish that I had, mm-hmm. right? When, when I um, invited some, you know, black LGBTQ leaders to a dinner to talk about, listen, is it time for us to have a black pride in Richmond, Virginia? Mm-hmm. It was because 
I was tired of <laughs> being upset that people weren't including us. Mm-hmm. I was tired of listening to people I love and care about and are in community with, right? We were complaining. We were trying to push people to do the right thing. They were not responding. So it's like, well, listen, I I might not know how to do a whole Pride Festival, but what I <laughs> what I am is smart. Right. And what I know how to do is collect collect people um, or to invite people to do a thing with me so that we can use our collective knowledge, right, to do something. So advocacy, the advocacy work for me has always stemmed from what did I, what, what, what did I want? How does this help in um, not only my healing? Cause I don't, I don't feel like it's that um, self um, self-centered, but as, but I do believe that if, you know, if I'm free, then you gonna get free, right. and then we all gonna be free, free right? <laughs> and so why not? Um, why not take my going back? I'm I'm circling back to help your audience. Circling back to like the practices that keep me grounded. Why not do some journaling? What is my motivation? Is this about me? Are you you know God, Creator, Divine, Ancestors? Is this the moment that this needs to be? You know, how if I if I invite my colleagues and friends to dinner and they're all like, girl, you you all. What are you talking about? We're fine. Then it's okay, Right. Mm -hmm. But my but the initial um, conversation, the initial spark is because it's like, I know I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I know I want to be celebrated for the fullness of who I am. I know I want to learn. Right. I want to learn from my non-binary trans siblings Mm -hmm. because I don't walk in their shoes. I don't know. Right. And just like we push white people to use their privilege for good, I am also reminded. And how do I use my clergy privilege? Your voice, my voice. Voice. Yes. (laughs) Right. And you know, my passing privilege to say, this is, this is the work that we can Mm -hmm. do both individually and collectively. And you do it so well. So if someone is listening either to the live or they wa- listen to the re- replay and they have a child or they're in this themselves and afraid to come out, but they need a safe space, how can they reach you again? How can, <laughs> how can they reach you? How can they say, Dr. Cross? Dr. Cross! <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, y'all can't probably see, but you should see the expression on my face like, What? <laughs> I mean, it's so amazing. Rhonda says she likes that you're creating this space you wish you had. (laughs) Thank you. Um, I mean, people can always Google me. That is not me being arrogant. That is just a fact. Right. Because I know I just typed it in. I was like, okay, let me just go ahead. (laughs) Um, They can always email us at blackpriderva at gmail.com. Blackpriderva at gmail.com. I know she said that quickly. I did. (laughs) They can email um, our church um, which is, you know, fully spelled out, Restoration Fellowship, RVA, at gmail.com. Can you say it one more time? Restoration Fellowship, mm-hmm. RVA, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and, y- you know, you can always email me directly. Will you be whole? <laughs> All spelled out. Will you be whole at gmail.com? Um, and if you... You know, I do work. I'm I'm currently the interim executive director of Side by Side. And so you can always follow Side by Side Virginia and reach out to us um, on our direct messaging or the email for Side by Side is info at sidebysideva.org. One more time. 
info <laughs> at sidebysideva.org. Thank and you so much. Go you're ahead. welcome. I just want to clarify that Side by Side is an LGBTQ youth serving organization. Okay. So we provide, um, primarily provide youth support groups, and we have a youth of color support group. And what day uh, do you meet for the support group? I was just group? about okay. to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so we meet um, on Mondays for our youth of color. Um, and that's 14 to 20. Tuesdays are our general, meaning all individuals that identify LGBTQIA, even if they're questioning. Um, um, and that's 14 to 20. And our groups all run 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. And because of the pandemic, we are still virtual. So if you go to our website or if you email us at info at sidebysideva.org, we are happy to connect you. And then our last group is on Thursday. And this group is the trans and non-binary group. So this is good for young people who are her wrestling with their non-binary, potentially trans identity. And for all the parents and caregivers and counselors and youth development workers who are just like, I'm looking for this resource, just email us, info at sidebysideva and our uh, va.org and our amazing staff will get you connected um, to our list of counselors, our referrals, our support groups um, for parents, because we partner with He, She, Z, and We and P Flag Richmond to support our parents. So there's a lot of out, uh, resources and support out there. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your transparency. Thank you for having a space for the um, LGBTQI community. Once again, you're listening to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. I guess today was the Reverend Dr. Lissette Cross. She provided all her information. Today's show was sponsored by Mom Michelle at 10811 Health Street Road in Midlothian. Thank you so much. Remember, your imperfection don't stop your greatness, and we will see you next Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, support, and empower survivors. If you'd like to be a guest or sponsor on the show, email us at beyondsurvivingtammy at gmail.com. See you next time right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM at 10 AM every Sunday. And remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice.